You're listening to Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's August the 31st of 2022. It's National Eat Outside Day. <laughs> Should might be a tad bit warm for that? I don't mind doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, right. We don't have breakfast, though. You have to watch out for raccoons and crazy <laughs> yeah. animals and deer and stuff like that. Uh, it's also National Matchmaker Day, which mm. is, is a big day if you're looking for love in all the wrong places. I'm not exactly sure it's all the wrong places, though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, and we kind of talked about this, I guess, off air last week. Uh, back in the day before like online dating was a normal thing, mm-hmm. where it was like, ooh, you met somebody online, ooh. Right. It was like a huge deal. It was kind of like a strange thing, <laughs> yes. and now it's almost like the norm. Like, where else are you supposed to meet people? Right. It's also National Trail Mix Day today as well. Hmm. So I would assume that my wife's dad is celebrating that. You know, because I don't know if he realizes, uh, and I hope he's not hearing this this morning because people can listen all around the state. I'm not sure if he realizes that you can buy trail mix and checks mix and stuff like that. Oh, does he make his own? He likes to make his own. Well. Which takes hours to make, and you have to bake it, and you have yeah. to put all this the stuff on there, all the seasoning mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and buy everything individually that then goes into the Chex Mix and Trail Mix and stuff like that. So. You like what you like, though. There's a story out today. This is a what-not-to-do story. There was a Southwest Airlines pilot who got fired up because evidently uh, people on the plane or someone on the plane was airdropping photos that they should not have been airdropping. <laughs> Uh, and these were photos in various states of undress. Okay. So I guess people are innocent bystanders on the plane, and all of a sudden they say that they see the passenger <laughs> over here in you know seat C three B or whatever they are, and uh, you know it's it's there. That's the thing is you can't you can't well you cannot accept it, but you don't know who's sending it. Right. I had that issue one time in a school where people found my phone on AirDrop and were trying to AirDrop me stuff. I'm like, deny, deny, deny. Uh, but anyway, so the pilot gets on the intercom over the plane and says Mm-mm. he's going to turn the plane around unless people stop AirDropping themselves on the plane. <laughs> and there came like 500 more AirDrops right then. Just to see if he'd do yeah. it. Can you imagine you're sitting next to somebody and all of a sudden something pops up on your phone. You go to check it because it's a notification and it's a photo of somebody else. And the person sitting next to you might not know what's going on. Oh, And they're like, what is she doing? What is he doing? They might think this is regular content. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, be careful with AirDrop. I have it on uh, where it's only on my contacts. Oh, well, that's probably good. Because I don't need random people airdropping me stuff. I don't need any help getting in trouble. Mm-mm. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, so we mentioned Trail Mix Day, and I remember this time where I thought I was eating healthy because I was going through the line at the store, right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I could get a candy bar. I could get a Kit Kat or a yeah. whatchamacallit, or I could mm-hmm. get a Snickers or something like that. Or I could get this Trail Mix, which has little tiny pieces of like M&Ms in there, right? So it's so much healthier. And I turn it over like I do sometimes. I look at the nutritional stuff, and I'm like, oh, only 140 calories and 8 grams of fat. Yeah, and then the carbs, and then the sugar, and then all that. Yeah, but think about it. 140 grams, uh, no, 140 calories, 8 grams of fat. And then I realized on the back of the thing, it says 25 servings per container. So uh, the initial numbers I saw were per serving. It's like three peanuts. So so basically what I got, let's go ahead and do the math here. 140 calories times 25 servings per bag. That was 3,500 calories I ate on the way home. 
Oh my goodness. It was <laughs> when I realized that, that's like two days worth of food. Maybe you should make your own. Uh, maybe that's what it is. But, you know, when you have the candy in there, I just thought, if, hey, the candy's in there. I'm fine. Uh, but then, you know, evidently the candy's fattening and some of those nuts are fattening too. But wait, there's protein. Yeah, there's a whole whopping three grams of protein in this whole bag of 3,500 calories. <laughs> well, I mean, it's better than none, like a like a like something else would have, like a Rolo. Rolos don't have protein. Yeah, but here's the deal. Rolos are probably 140 calories for the whole freaking thing. These were 3,500 calories. I would have been better off to eat candy. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> give me two, give me two <laughs> jumbo-sized candy bars, and I'm better off than eating the trail mix. <laughs> you got to pick your trail mix carefully. Hey, there's a study out from Oregon State University. This could be concerning uh, for basically all of us. Uh, They say blue lights are shown to age people, and blue lights are on uh, telephones, on video games, and um, on televisions. Yes. So when you think about this, they're saying that all of the the people who use their phone basically nonstop, their phone's always in their face. Your phone could eventually make you look older. (gasps) It's going to age you based on the light that you're consuming directly in your face. Okay. So if there's anybody in your family who is addicted to the phone, maybe you should let them know, hey, guess what? You're going to look old. Everything makes us old. Well, I mean, we get old, but we don't have to make it go any more rapid. We don't have to speed it up any. Well, great. Now I'm looking. My computer's looking at me. I know that. You better close it. Oh, my gosh. Look at all the monitors the I have around me. The out in a little bit. That looks at us, too. I have I have three gigantic monitors in oh, here yeah. that basically surround me. I'm going to look like I'm 75 in a couple of days. Well, you do. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Just kidding. Remember the people who, before we knew that you needed to, uh, you know, be careful with sun exposure, where like they were extremely tan and then all of a sudden they're 30, but they look like they're 70. And you're like, hey, what happened here? Remember like, remember that lady who is the, the social yes. media tan mom woman? Uh-huh. She was like 18. <laughs> I look 60. Be yeah. careful, y'all. Mm-hmm. Oregon State University says that uh, the light from our phones and our devices could be aging us, and I'm sure that's probably not the news you wanted this morning. As you're stuck up there in your phone. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Nettleton High School teacher, Bobby Timmerman. There's a cool story that's out today, and I didn't realize this, but uh, Bobby Timmerman has been teaching school for 54 years. Wow. Bobby Timmerman remembers back in 1968, her first year of teaching, there was a tornado that came through Jonesboro and it wiped out Nettleton Junior High and Nettleton High School. And she says she remembers that. That was her Mm. first year of teaching. And again, that year was 1968. Wow. She's been teaching at Nettleton for 54 years. Uh, One of her students from back in the day is now one of the educators at Nettleton. Mm. His name? Craig Miller. (laughs) The mighty Craig. Uh, He does say that he remembers, uh, you know, thinking back on her passion for the students and how that passion and her work ethic inspires him to teach his kids in the same way. Wow. And to be there to support uh, his kids as well. Uh, Craig says if she loves these kids and she can teach them at her age, he sure can as well. I guarantee you she has the patience of a saint. (laughs) You think so? Yes. Probably so. 54 years of teaching at Nettleton. And here's to you, Bobby Timmerman.
It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's August the 31st. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News today on Jason Aldean. You make it think that you got a shot at the one that got away. Well, it goes so Jason Aldean and his wife, Brittany Aldean, are in the news. And of course, we mentioned this a little bit the other day. Uh, Maren Morris was a little bit fired up about something that Brittany said. Um, basically, Maren called Brittany out and then said she is the insurrection Barbie <laughs> for her way of thinking and some of her political views. Uh, then uh, Brittany Aldean went on to call uh, Maren Morris, Karen Morris. Uh-huh. So they've been battling a little bit back and forth and get ready for later on today because Brittany Aldean is going to capitalize on what Maren Morris has called her with a brand new edition of Barbie inspired clothes. <laughs> <laughs> which will launch coming up later on today. So get ready at seven o'clock this morning. Uh, there's going to be some type of insurrection Barbie looking clothes from Brittany Aldine and her team, which will only probably serve to stir up this problem even more. I think so too. Uh, but anyway, you can check out Brittany Aldine on social media later on today to see exactly what this is going to look like. We have country music news today on Brooks and Dunn. Oh, I saw the So Miranda Lambert was the big winner at this year's Academy of Country Music Honors, and she was she won the coveted Triple Crown Award. Now, this award is given to art, artists who have won New Vocalist of the Year, yeah. Vocalist of the Year, right. and Entertainer of the Year. Gotcha. Okay? Yeah. So there's only seven other country artists who have earned this crown, including Brooks and Dunn, who were there to celebrate and pay tribute to Miranda on her, Miranda on her big night. So they brought the house down by covering her song, Kerosene. Ooh. Could you imagine if some of the people that you looked up to in country covered your song no these are complete country icons up there on the stage doing her music here's brooks and dunn newest Triple Crown winner, uh, Miranda Lambert, and the ACM Honors are going to air Tuesday, September 13th. All right, country music news today on John Party. A big congratulations goes out to John Party this morning as he has scored his fifth number one single at Country Radio with this. It be your last night coming in here drinking all by yourself. Number one this week, John Party, Last Night Lonely, John Party's fifth number one single. And that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So Kelly went through a phase uh, a couple years ago where she was in the bars a lot. Brandon, I was not. You're such. 
An oh, phase where I was in the bars a lot. There's nobody that's going to say I was in the bars a lot. Nobody. But keep going. Go ahead. You know what? For the sake of the story, yes, I was in the bars a lot. A lot of people called her barfly. I don't even know yeah. what that means, but right. she was there a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is news because maybe you can tell me if you've ever been in a situation like this. Okay. You go out to a bar. Uh-huh. You go out to a place, and it doesn't have to be like a crazy bar, but it could be like a spot where they serve some drinks. And that's okay. kind of like the primary thing. And people go to hang out, mm-hmm. and then young people come in, and young people disrupt it a little bit. That's what some people think. Oh. So there's a bar in Los Angeles that has decided on weekend nights they're going to do something different. They're going to make their bar 30 plus. Yeah. So you have to be 30 years old or older <laughs> to go to this bar. I hate that I'm not going to be able to get in. No, that is going to be awful. Uh-huh. I know you go to Los Angeles a lot to go bar hopping. Uh, but the vision is, the vision is uh, if people were more of the age of 30 and above, less drama, people know each other, you know, all the different stuff that kind of comes with that. Yeah. Here's the issue I see, and this could be a big issue. Mm. If this is a 30 plus bar, mm. it's mainly going to be just women going. You know what? You're that's sick and you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, gosh. Are you kidding? Must have been thought up by man. <laughs> She's a walking talking encyclopedia. It's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Arkansas's Morning Show. Did you know the company that buys the most rice in America is Anheuser-Busch? They use it as part of their brewing process. Go Arkansas, man. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom right exactly. there. I support. That's one of the reasons I like beer is because I like to support Arkansas farmers. You're supporting the rice farmers. That's what I do. Okay. Did you know your 50th cousins are closer with every single person on earth? What? That's what it says. Your 50th cousins? Or closer with every single person oh, on we, the earth. We are 50. Not you. Not me. All of us. Yes. Or your. I yes. Don't know. Okay. Yeah. Did you know less than 1% of the world's shipwrecks have been discovered? There are an estimated 3 million ships currently lying on the ocean floor. No, forget that. You're too scared? I ain't doing it. I don't like going across a boat at a little tiny lake. You don't want to get in a submarine? There is no way. I don't know if I could do a cruise. I've talked to people who love going on cruises, Mm -hmm. and they're like, you don't even know you're on the boat. I'm like, no, I know I'm on the boat. Yeah, you will. Am I just going to forget that I'm on a boat in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, but... Three million shipwrecks that have not been discovered. (laughs) Yeah, okay. I'll I'll get right on that. And if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Well, here we are. It's game week. Yes. A-State football is back. The first game of the season happens this coming Saturday. Centennial Bank Stadium, 6 o'clock is kickoff time. All of the home games this year are on Saturdays, so that's exciting. Yes, it is. You know, that means for us, like those midweek games, like a Thursday game is brutal for I us. <laughs> so I was talking to Coach Jones, and he was able to pull some strings to get that done for me. Of course. That's yeah. what I do. Pulling strings for you. That's what I do. That's what mm-hmm. he does, too. He pulls some strings. <laughs> Actually, mm. uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see what the team's going to look like. They have a bunch of new players coming yeah. out there, so we'll see what they've uh, been able to build. As we get set for A-State football, there's you know a number of different things that happen. It's Paint the Town Red Week with the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, today's a day, I believe, where the coaches' wives and admin, they go out and they judge the businesses that mm-hmm. are all decorated. It's the like the window decorating yeah. and all that stuff that's going on. Uh, they're going to hop in uh, some big, nice ride today and be driven around town. 
And some businesses get really into it, not just the painting, like they'll have skits and they'll make up choreographed dances uh, and all no. kinds of stuff. I remember, Kelly. I know where what you're going What are you talking about? Because I was a judge of one of those paint the town red things back when you worked at St. Bernard's. I know. And we pulled up and yes. you had some whole entire skit. And I remember all of us who were judging like, <laughs> all right. You were not looking at your watch. Yes, I was. I'm pretty sure that I, that I started the skits back in the day. You did. Okay. Brandon. 45 minutes later. Okay. She's no, still trying to win this thing. Fun. She's still trying to win. <laughs> People out there sweating. You're like, hey, hurry up, Perry. Wait, wait. We're almost done. No. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one more thing. One more thing. We got to get to act four. <laughs> so uh, that's happening today. Tomorrow is the Back the Pack rally, uh, which we're doing at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. It's going to be on the side, uh, like between the Embassy Suites and baseball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the opposite side of Hands, I was talking to Craig Bomrinke about that the other day. So it's going to be on that side. Uh, and it's going to be like vendors out there, and it's a pep rally. So this is like a public deal. You can come out there and you can see, uh, like I'm sure Jeff Purinton's going to be there mm-hmm. to speak. Uh, Kelly and I get to be uh, the hosts of this event tomorrow. Uh, are you going to get your hair done before we do this? Um, what do you mean? No, just asking. Well, are you going to get your hair done before this? Okay. I'm just asking. It's a low blow. <laughs> I have no hair. For people who have never seen me, I have no hair. Uh, so that's happening tomorrow. Then I move over to do Order of the Pack, which is the loudest pep rally I've ever been a part of. Like literally the sororities get there. They want to win the Spirit Awards. And they start screaming at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a 7 o'clock thing. Is it true that you like to purchase those little spongy earplugs and you like to put those in before you start that? It's so loud. One time I walked in, uh, we had to move it inside the arena at one point because, uh, because of rain, right? So I walk into the arena and I thought everybody was cheering for me when I walked in like I was the rock. I'm sure you but they were just cheering to cheer. Y'all, y'all think he's kidding? He probably really thought it. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me. No. I was disappointed because yeah, I, I started waving at people and mm-hmm. nobody was paying me any yeah. attention. Uh, then the game happens on Saturday, so it uh, should be a lot of fun. There's still some tickets. If you want to get single game tickets, you can go to astateredwolves.com slash tickets to get those. But uh, you know, it's football season. People love football season. Get out there and tailgate. It's a great time for the community and your people to get yeah, back together. For sure. And early in the season, the weather's always going to be nice. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you out there this weekend for A State football. And Kelly, <laughs> let him hear you howl. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. 38-year-old George Paul Jones broke into an animal shelter in Abilene, Texas, early one morning. And it's a big shelter that ta- that houses about 150 dogs. Well, once George was inside, he opened up a bunch of, cha- of cages to let them go free. Right. So you're thinking that's a good thing, right? Well. I mean, so in a Disney movie, that might be a good thing. But sure. in real life, it didn't go well. And all the dogs started fighting. A few of them were injured, and sadly, one dog didn't even make it. Oh, my goodness. At least nine other dogs ran off, and they couldn't find one of them, but they did find George, who also stole a van from the shelter and drove off in it. Someone found it three miles away with his wallet and ID still inside. Oh, bye, George. Police thought he abandoned the van, but he hadn't. While they were looking, he actually snuck back in and snagged the wallet, but they caught up with him nearby, and he still had the van keys on him. My goodness. He's facing charges for burglary, animal cruelty, and theft of a motor vehicle. Mm. Speaking of trying to free a caged animal... 
Did you hear about the geometry teacher who left his parrot's cage open? Oh, gosh, I haven't heard about this. Polly gone. Polygon, get it? No, no, I, I got it. <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy. Doesn't mean I liked it, but I got it. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, Happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Well, 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 time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, August the 31st of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Wanda Borden of Etowah, who celebrates a birthday today. Happy birthday. Autumn Jones of Paragould is celebrating Jackson Van Winkle. And Biggers is turning 11 years old today. We have Margaret Lovett of Ravenden Springs. Secret Smith of Wynn is celebrating. Uh, let's see here. We have Kaylee Poor of Truman. Autumn Russell in Searcy. Jennifer Dill of Rogers, Arkansas celebrating today. Josh Cruz in Pocahontas. Jennifer Jumper Craig is celebrating a birthday today. So big happy birthday to her. <coughs> Roger Dunnigan Jr., Celebrates his birthday today, so happy birthday, man. Uh, Beth Willoughby of Jonesboro. Stephen Mayville of Jonesboro. Lindsey Tate of Drummonds, Tennessee is celebrating. Steve Douglas from Wynn. We have Jerry Wiseman of Truman celebrating a birthday today. And Tracy Morse is celebrating as well from Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah, that's my cousin. She listens every day to the podcast. So happy birthday, Tracy. Happy birthday, Tracy. And thanks for listening in Alpharetta, Georgia. Mm -hmm. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Former Arizona Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald is 39 today. So happy birthday. WWE superstar Jeff Hardy is 45 today. Happy birthday. Yeah, nice guy right there, man. Happy birthday to Chris Tucker, who is 51. That's Detective James Carter in the Rush Hour movies. Those are, I've seen the first one for mm-hmm. sure. Funny movie. Yep. Happy birthday today to Debbie Gibson, who likes to go by Deborah Gibson now. She is 52 today. See if you remember some Debbie Gibson from back in the day. Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. I'm regretting this already. I just can't shake. Oh, no, no. We heard you the first time. <laughs> Debbie Gibson celebrates today. I was going to be the next Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Little Debbie. <laughs> what? Yeah, more like Little Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie Gibson <laughs> turns 52 today. Happy birthday to Richard Gere, who is 73. Of course, you know him from an officer and a gentleman. And, of course, Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Might not be the most manly movie, but I like that movie. I think I had a Julia Roberts thing, because I watched that. I watched My Best Friend's Wedding. I've seen the one, uh, another one with her getting married or something. I think she gets married in all Congratulations for seeing those movies. Seen a couple. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, I saw that too. Congratulations. I've seen four movies in my life, and three of them have been Julia Roberts movies. So happy birthday to Richard Gere today. Happy birthday to Van Morrison, who is 77. You may remember him from this song. Girl. 
Van Morrison is 77 today. And happy birthday today to Rudolph Schenker, who is 74. Wow. From the Scorpion. Come on. There's no one like you. Come on. I can wait for the night with you. Guess what? I envision Happy birthday to Rudolph Schenker. <laughs> what? That's a good song. They also did, see if you remember this one too. Here I am. Oh yeah. like a hurricane. And here I am. like a hurricane. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Rudolph Schenker of the Scorpions, who turns 74 today. Happy birthday, Rudolph. <laughs> Hope you have a good one. Today in pop culture on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right, so today is August the 31st, and today in pop culture in 1985, Dire Straits started a nine-week run at number one with an album called Brothers in Arms, and it featured this song right here. Today in pop culture in 1987, I remember the day this album came out. Michael Jackson released his bad album. It was on this day in 1987. Also featured on the bad album was this one. And this one was on there as well. Here we go. The way you make me feel. It's 1987. Today in pop culture in 1991, Metallica started their four-week run at number one with their album called Metallica. It featured the song that I was scared of when I was a kid. <laughs> This is a scary sounding song. It's just the beast under your bed. In your closet, in your head. Here we go. It's terrifying. I think I'm still scared. Uh, today in pop culture in 1993, Garth Brooks released his album In Pieces. It featured this. Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hurry up, won't you put her on the line? I gotta talk, talk to, to the girl, girl just one, one more time. We'll be seeing him yeah. at Big Cedar. That's gonna be fun. Also featured on the album. Yeah, they ain't going down till the sun comes up. Yeah. They ain't giving in till they get enough. And today in pop culture in 1999, the Chicks released their album, which was called Fly. So that was on there. This song was also on the album. That's 1999, and it also featured this. So 
So today is August the 31st, and that is today in pop culture. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning who has all of the freshmen at the NYIT <laughs> College of Osteopathic Medicine. He has them call him Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> He's the one that makes you feel good. He's the one Dr. Shane's Mind! Dr. Shane's Mind! Dr. Shane's Mind! Man, we joke with him a lot, but this dude really is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine in Arkansas State, Dr. Shane Spites. What's up, Doc? How you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. Glad to feel some cooler weather. Looking for the fall, huh? Hey, yeah, you ready for, for some? Ready for that change? You ready for some football? I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the to the kickoff of the. We always like to watch the college games uh, at my house. We we kind of get into that. Yep. A little bit of NFL, but primarily college games. Well, and Saturday's our first home game for Arkansas State, and you know we've gone through a couple of COVID years. I would assume Shane, and you can probably educate me better. Uh, do you feel like this year is going to almost feel like a normal year for football and being out in the stadium and stuff? You know, I, I think you're absolutely right, Brandon. And I, I'll be honest with you, we're even seeing that, like, um, at our own med school. I mean, just the student classes. I mean, they're, you know, they're more excited to be here and be with each other and be around each other since a lot of the guidelines have been relaxed or done away with by the CDC in terms of things like social distancing. And really, it's just based on how much spread, viral spread, is in your community in terms of what those recommendations are. And it's kind of an individual decision now. So, yeah, I think you're spot on. I think what's going to be a lot more normal than we've seen in the last couple of years. So, and I don't want to stay on COVID because I know people are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to hear about it. But I mean, it's obviously still a thing somewhat. We're looking at it now. We see numbers increasing, but it doesn't seem like yeah. anybody's panicking. Is it just something we're going to deal with? And we're at that point now where it's just something we're going to have to deal with and hear about. Yeah. And people need to realize this is just, I mean, almost like you have cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. You're going to have COVID on top of that. And we're moving into that. I mean, don't be surprised. The cases are up. We're averaging about 970 cases a week right now. When we talked about this last week, we're about 800, 850. So, yeah, we're up. Um, no surprise. School's back in session. Colleges are back in session. Mm-hmm. Whenever people come together, diseases spread. And so none of this should be a surprise. When it gets really cold and people are inside more than they are outside, don't be expect or don't be surprised if the cases go up then too. It was funny about the way the COVID things kind of worked out. Obviously, we nobody wanted to wear a mask at first, and everybody wanted to wear a mask. Now nobody really wants to wear the mask again. But everybody had this feeling in their life like they were going to get COVID by going out in public, and they they thought they were safe with people they knew. And I know somebody who was like bouncing around going to people's homes thinking, hey, I'm pretty safe. But literally, that's probably the riskiest behavior, right? Yeah, absolutely. When you look at the studies and look at the data in terms of people that get infected, the vast majority of people that get sick – it's from a household contact, somebody that they're spending time with really within a household setting. Um, I mean, obviously, you bring it in from somewhere um, outside of that. But by and large, it's going to be a household setting. And this, just as a reminder, this Omicron version, this BA4, BA5 variant, it's um, for every person that's sick, they infect about 15 people. Oh, gosh. And so that, that's way different than like the original strain for every sick person you infected you know, two, three, four, and then the Delta was like, well, you may infect six to eight. And so 
with each successive variant, it's becoming more and more contagious. And so it's really one of those things where if you haven't gotten it yet, you're going to uh, because it's so it's so contagious. Okay, so we do doc talk, and we basically say, Dr. Spikes, you bring us the info that is like the cutting-edge stuff. What do we need to know uh, in the medical world? So what do you have for us today, Wednesday, August 31st? A couple of interesting studies that I think uh, one of them is on actual, you know, we all kind of intuitively, and <laughs> I always love how when I bring this at home and my family looks at me like I've got three heads and like, <laughs> y'all did a study on that? Like, y'all wasted money on that? And we could have, you could have just asked us and we would have told you. Yeah. But you know how you feel fatigued at the end of the day? Oh my gosh. Well, they yes. actually studied how your brains wear out by the end of the day and actually what happens, like in terms of your cognitive function. So in terms of your decision-making, you're much better in the morning, but by the end of the day, depending on how much cognitive work you've done, uh, they've tested people, and there's a chemical buildup in the brain called glutamate that actually gets in the way of your ability to make good decisions toward the end of the day. Oh, and no. so that fatigue is real. Yeah, so that, that end of the day, you know, you just and, – and, and even people will make bad decisions just because they're so tired of making decisions. It's called uh, glutamate? Glutamate is the chemical buildup that occurs in the brain that can interfere with good decision-making at wow. the end of the day. And it's really kind of a byproduct yeah. that occurs. And so the theory is, is that we, we, we um, which goes back to our sleep cycles, y'all hear me talk about that a lot. Yeah. One of the things that occurs is repair of our, of our um, body's cellular functions and the cleaning out of a lot of that glutamate and things like that. And so... Um, there is actual evidence now. They look at the, it's the left prefrontal cortex of the brain where a lot of the higher level cognitive function, your, your real deep thinking occurs, um, but you can actually get tired. So the brain actually can get full and get tired, and that happens most likely at the end of the day, and that's the chemical associated with it. That's so interesting. Cool. No, it is very because like there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just so exhausted. I don't feel like speaking at this mm-hmm. point. And now there might be a reason because you know we stress our brains a lot, and I don't rest all that well. So I guarantee you my yeah, brain's no. going, what the heck is happening here? Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, it's just like I said, it's one of those things where you're like, it's kind of intuitive. You kind of think, well, yeah, I get tired at the end of the day. I probably don't make the best decisions. But now there's actually science to back that up and say, yeah, actually, that's true. You, you probably don't make the best decisions toward the end of the day. Uh, certainly, if you've been doing that all day long and, you know, working your brain, um, so the brain can really get tired, so to speak. You know, mm. Kelly's brain should be fine. Okay. Though. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh. All right. She hasn't used it. Door. She hasn't used uh-huh. it in 2022. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got for us this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Go move right um, along so, there, Brandon. We um, artificial sweeteners. We kind of go back and forth, and think a lot of those things are, you know, are safer or better than sugar, and it really depends on the circumstances. But there's some new data that says they're probably not um, completely harmless. And I guess what I mean by that is the the uh, information I'm referring to shows that um, it can actually throw off your immune system. So specifically, it can mess up the um, your gut bacteria or the bacteria that live normally in your digestive system, which play a big role in your immune function, your ability to fight off disease. So these artificial sweeteners can actually interfere and throw that off. Now, obviously, the consequence of that would be that your immune system doesn't work as well as it's supposed to when you're trying to fight off disease. Right. Um, And so it's kind of a back and forth. These artificial sweeteners, they can be used sometimes as a stepping stone if you're trying to get off a bunch of sugary things. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally am a fan of of like the cane sugar in small amounts um, because – Again, no significant additives and things like that. It's not 
chemically derived in terms of, you know, created in a lab. Um, so I'm not saying these artificial sweeteners are all completely bad, but there's not real good data on them now in terms of I mean, they're not completely harmless for sure. No, I think about like when I would go to breakfast with my Nana, right? She'd go to a little coffee shop and we'd sit down and she would always have uh, two creams and like a sweet and low. I'm assuming when you're talking about artificial sweeteners, you're talking about the sweet and lows, the stevias and all mm-hmm. those different things, right? Yeah, and and, there's, and they're and they're all they're kind of made different. Uh, they come from different chemicals, so to speak. Like the sweet and low is different, you know, a little different than the equal versus the stevia. Uh, stevia is more uh, more plant based. But um, I guess really the the take home message for the listeners are don't assume that all of those are just completely 100 percent safe. Like this is obviously the best way to go, or better to go than you know a different way. There's going to be some side effect to any of these sure. and we're just now starting to kind of uncover some of those side effects for these artificial sweeteners but so like when you think about just a, a soft drink in general most of the soft drinks these days are they, are they full of sugar i don't like the diet well, drinks are, are different things but it are like the let's say yeah. it's a regular drink is that full of sugar so the big things on your sodas you got to watch out for is the high fructose corn syrup okay and those are not good so the high fructose corn syrup that's Probably one of our big things that we see, I've got lots of patients who lose weight very quickly just by stopping sodas. Yeah. Like just by stopping sodas that have high fructose corn syrup in them. Um, and so there's some new sodas that come out that have cane sugar or you'll see something like real sugar. you got to read the labels. Mm-hmm. Um, to, but we try to stay away from high fructose corn syrup because we know that that's um, certainly one of our contributors for obesity as well as for the diabetes that we have so prevalent in our, our state and our, our country. All right, let me let me do the counterpoint here and just ask you the question and you can and I'm asking you this so you can tell us the the, the real answer and how we should think about it. There's gonna be people, and myself included at times, where I'm like, hey man, you're telling me not to, to basically eat or drink anything I like. <laughs> you know? Because there comes that yeah. ba- so how do we figure Absolutely. the balance? How do we find the balance? So here's what you do. Like, I mean I mean, I don't mind telling you this. Like I I absolutely like to have a soda every once in a while. Now, yeah. I will say this. Oddly enough, when you stop drinking those and switch over to like just water. You're going to be amazed, and I, and I would challenge you to do this. If you stopped, stopped doing those, and I realize there's also caffeine involved there, and we've got to talk about you know caffeine withdrawal headaches and things like that, but if you stopped doing that and switched over to water for give – it, give it three to four weeks, you'll be surprised if you go back and then drink one how sweet those are and how different that tastes. So if I'm you stop drinking it. them for a while and then go back to them, I think you'll be surprised because you do build up a kind of a taste tolerance, just kind of like we get nose blind to things. But another piece of that is there are other alternatives. So there are, like, I think Coke makes, uh, they have a Coke that has, like, cane sugar in it. And I think Pepsi has a cane sugar. Um, uh, and so that would be better than high fructose corn syrup. Mm-hmm. And high fructose corn syrup, if you read, like, like it's in everything. Like, you, if you look and see, there's a lot of things you're like, I can't believe there's even sugar in this. And it's got high fructose corn syrup. And so that's kind of the, the take-home message that I want on this piece is that, just be leery of how much high fructose corn syrup you take in. And there are absolutely other alternatives. If you're like, look, I can't go without my Cokes, mm-hmm. that's fine. Get the cane sugar Coke or get the real sugar Pepsi or the cane sugar Pepsi or whatever it may be. Fine, Because most of the manufacturers have that alternative that you can get. It's so interesting because obviously we went away from that sugar because something told us at some point that we could do a, find a healthier way to do that. Mm-hmm. And we've realized over the course of research that we might not have found a healthier way. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm you know I'm a little bit so just bear with me, a little bit of a of a purist. I think obviously, you know, the naturally occurring sugars are are going to be the the way to go. You know, the, the the fructose and the things that you get like in 
natural fruits and things like that. I think that's probably the better way to go. Just we have to be careful, and we're seeing a lot of this now in terms of the the man-made chemicals that you know we've we've used for years and years and years. And now we're going back and looking at all the data and saying, eh, that may not be the best thing to do. It may not be the best thing to put in your body. Uh, I mean, everybody makes their own decision for sure, sure, but you want to make an informed decision. There you go. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University. He also wants to be referred to all throughout the community. <clears throat> excuse me. All throughout the community at public events with the Chamber of Commerce. If you see him at football, just call him Dr. Feelgood. He is Dr. Shane Spites. Hey, man. Wolves up, guys. Wolves up. We appreciate you, dude. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by a man who feels like his days are 48 hours every single day. We have Tim McCall on this morning. Uh, he is one of the main organizers of the Jonesboro A&P Commission, Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue and Music Festival. Uh, Tim, I know as we get to this time of year, uh, your days and nights pretty much run together, don't they? Oh, they do. Well, you know, it's funny that most of everything gets kind of set up earlier in the year, and uh, it's just kind of doing stuff like this and waiting for it to happen. So we're ready. We're ready to do it. So Does it feel right that, I mean, we're sitting here and uh, essentially, you know, it's September the 23rd and the 24th, uh, and we're coming up on September tomorrow, September the first. This deal is upon us already. Oh, it is. It is. I mean, everything's like that. In fact, I got got signed contracts finalized on one of the bands yesterday. So you know, once you get that done, you're 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 smoking. <laughs> so uh, we're uh, yeah, we're just kind of making sure we got enough porta potties and things like that. Really moving forward in vendors, and you know, I was. Um, talking to Lori the other day, uh, you know, we, we've got some spaces for vendors if anybody's interested and, uh, and it's not too late to sign up for the barbecue cooking contest and the steak cook off as well. So we're uh, just kind of making sure all the eyes are dotted and T's are crossed, I guess. You know, as we look at this event and we think about all the people that this event brings to the city, uh, number one, they come for the music, and we have two nights of great music. Uh, the first night, that Friday night, which is going to be the 23rd, is live music on the stage from Queensryche. And then on Saturday, September the 24th, we have the Gin Blossoms. the gin blossoms from that and from this. So Tim, obviously we think about the music, you know, and you have uh, local bands and regional acts that are going to play for really uh, Friday night and all day on Saturday. Uh, this right. is this is such a big event, and it brings so many people to the city. Uh, so when you think about the idea that you're going to have vendor space, there's no telling who all these vendors are going to get exposed to. Oh yeah, they they everyone I'm going to tell you they make that's their biggest uh, weekend of the year. Yeah, with, with and and the the restaurants downtown do as well. Um, but yeah, we do, we have a, you know, we have vendors all up and down main street and, uh, and possibly on union some this year. And then, um, uh, but yeah, it, and it's a different, it's all 
different types of food and, and crafts and, you know, and, and local organizations and, and things like that. So anyone interested can go to the Facebook page and, and there's a application um, to complete and uh, go from there. So vendors still accepting those. You can go to the Facebook page, which is downtown Jonesboro barbecue music festival uh, to find out more about that. You'll be exposed. Your business or your organization will be exposed to no telling how many thousands upon thousands of people will be down there over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, filling out some paperwork yesterday for some stuff and I mean it's hard it's hard to say but I mean I would venture to say over over the weekend maybe Thursday Friday Saturday 40 to 50,000 people easy you know just just coming down and strolling real quick even some people that just may not even stay but and then you've got the music and and then the barbecue part of it and <clears throat> everything else so yeah I definitely so and we you know we've got a lot of sponsors too I mean some of our main sponsors we we could not do it without, you know, First National Bank, uh, St. Bernard's, Arkansas Blue Cross, um, and then the, I guess our biggest one is um, Ritter Communications. You know, they they help us out, and Right Fiber is, the, um, you know, they're getting ready to put um, local internet in, in a lot of homes in Jonesboro. Yeah. Um, they are our biggest sponsor by far, other than A&P, and, uh, but they're right up there with it, and uh, we couldn't do it without them. Alan Morris and that crew over there have been just um, brilliant and uh, very gracious to work with. So we appreciate them. You mentioned a few minutes ago the barbecue and there's still time. You know, people all think, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And like Rodney, pa- I don't know if you know Rodney Poff from Occasions Magazine, but he is oh, very, well. he's very egotistical. Oh, my. He is. No, he really, he really is. Hey, he Look, we're gonna give him a little credit, Rodney. I did not say it. No, he's you. You know what I'm saying, Tim. He's very egotistical, but he thinks he's one of the best barbecue <laughs> cookers in the area. Uh, if you think you're good, maybe you're a backyard cooker. Maybe you're somebody who goes over and wants to compete in different competitions. Uh, how right. can people get those? How can people get in on that? It's really easy. Um, there's an application on the on the Facebook page that you just gave. Um, it's not a lot of information. I mean, just basic stuff. Uh, you know, there's several divisions you can enter. You got the ribs, the pork, shoulder, butt, the chicken, and the beef brisket. And uh, each of those to enter is 85 bucks. So if you, you know, if you just want to do ribs, or if you just want to do chicken, 85 dollars, and um, you're in there. And the, the neat thing about it is the grand prize is um, 2,000, and uh, we give about 13,000 oh, overall. Wow. And uh, you know, the, the grand champion gets to go to the KCB. Um, um, the huge contest they have, the Jack Daniels, and um, uh, but you know there's there's several opportunities to win. I think we have a overall grand reserve, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, mm-hmm. and then in, in the four categories, there's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and then sixth to tenth. And each of those are going to win no less than a hundred dollars. So. Plus, it's fun to get down there and to basically fraternize with your people. But you, we talk a lot about the barbecue and the fact that's going to be happening. All, you know, that's a big part of Friday night and Saturday where the judging happens. But there is also a steak competition that's going to be going on this mm. year as well. And I think I'm pretty good at steak. Hey, I'll tell you what. That's to me that the Friday, uh, Thursday and Friday are the, the fun day. Saturday and Saturday works and Sunday works. Yeah. <laughs> but. But the steak cook-off is, a, is a, a, the SCA steak cook-off. And, and you know, Paul Carter kind of oversees the, the barbecue. And then Darren May, um, at Abilities, oversees the uh, steak. And they do a really good job. Steak cook-off, though, 
the neat part about that is after it's over with, there's a little bit of extra. So oh, <laughs> we, come on. It's, it's good. And those guys can cook and, and women can cook some steaks. But that's a big deal. A lot of those people, you know, they have a separate grill they bring just for their steak cook off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got people coming from all over uh, the country. Um, I believe uh, somebody was coming from Seattle and some um, – Paul told me yesterday. I think they had a an email from somebody maybe up close to Canada. Um, but oh, I mean, so people people do make an effort to come down to these events because you get points. It's kind of like the the car racing. You know, you get points mm-hmm. for winning different competitions, and then the more points you have, the overall it puts you in the in the overall category, I guess, with KCB Kansas City Barbecue Society. So it's a pretty big deal. But like you said, there's a lot of people. I've seen people out there cooking on a shovel. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm serious. It is what it is, man. You can have, you can have, just anybody can come in. And what's funny about it is there's been a couple of years people that aren't like major, major barbecue contest people um, have won some money. I mean, so yeah, don't don't be shy. Get out there and join us for the Downtown Jonesboro Barbecue Music Festival again. Uh, Queensryche and Jim Blossoms are the headliners on the Ritter Communications stage this year. Uh, big thanks to the Jonesboro A&P Commission for allowing this event to happen as well because uh, it's a big deal for the area. And, Tim, I know it's a lot of work uh, for you. I was talking to Jack Turner the other day, and he said he thought you'd kind of drop the ball on a lot of things. But <laughs> I told him I, I told him no. <laughs> he is stirring what? some drama. I'm not stirring. Yes, you are. You <laughs> You are a liar. He's the first one out there that's going to get out there Sunday morning and picking up picking up trash. There you so. go. That's what we heard. Yeah. <laughs> Make him do that. He'll build some. Ha- he'll make yeah. some hats while he's out there. Yeah. How about that? Absolutely. Hey man, it's always fun talking to you, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Okay. Forward to it. Thank y'all. All right, Tim McCall joins us this morning on the K Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. What? You're always starting stuff in the community. Not good either. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. So we're joined this morning by Aaron Calhoun, who is here to talk about the back-to-pack rally with the Jonesboro Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Aaron's a part of the United Way of Northeast Arkansas. So, Aaron, welcome back to the show. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How's life with the United Way? Yes, Life with United Way is doing really well. We've got lots of fun things going on, um, and we're staying busy. Now, that's one of the things when I look at the organization. Like, it seems like you guys always have something going on helping out uh, some other organization in the area. Yes, we we really do. We've got, we just had Stuff the Bus. We had our Batting for a Better Tomorrow softball tournament. And then we've also got um, Day of Caring coming up in September. Yeah, so so many different things that happen with the United Way. Uh, but the reason we have Erin on the phone this morning is because she is one of the organizers of the Back to Pack rally. Erin, football season is here, and it's crazy because Paint the Town Red Week has become such a tradition uh, for Jonesboro and Northeast Arkansas as we get set for A-State football. What is that like as you guys are organizing this entire week of Paint the Town Red? I would assume it's probably fairly crazy, right? Yes, fairly crazy would be a great description, <laughs> but we have an amazing team with the chamber um, and volunteers from all over ta- all over the town who've come together to help make this week happen. Um, we've already had the party with the pack on Tuesday. We have 
Um, the decorating window paint contest today, we'll have the judging for that um, from 10 o'clock to 3. Um, so they will be coming around judging all the windows that are painted. And then tomorrow we've got the Back to Pack rally. This is essentially, it's like the big community pep rally to get us ready for Arkansas State football. And everybody's invited to join us tomorrow at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Erin, when people get there, what can they experience and what can they expect? Yes, so we have lots of fun um, A-State things happening, things for the family. Um, So some of the things that we have, of course, this event is at Embassy Suites. It'll be in their side parking lot. Um, So we'll have everything blocked off and we'll have vendors and lots of fun things going on there. Um, So we will have um, winners announced for the decorating contest that I already mentioned. We'll have a kid zone and that kid zone will have cotton candy. We'll have Andy's out. Um, We will have the polar roller out, yep. the bookmobile. Um, so we'll have lots of things going in the kids' zone. We're going to have um, also a bounce house out there. Um, then we'll have the pep rally, of course, with A-State. We'll have door prizes. Uh, we've got a couple other vendors who are coming out. We've got you guys um, coming out, being the host for the event. So. Yeah. We know it'll be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is this is a fun thing for us to be a part of, and we appreciate the invitation, you know, because obviously we're big A-State supporters and have a bunch of friends over there. Uh, is it still true? I was talking to Don Lair the other day, and she told me that Jeff Purinton, who is the new vice chancellor of intercollegiate athletics, the athletics director, I heard Jeff Purinton's going to sing Bust a Move at the pep rally. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I would believe anything Don says, but I can't make any promises. (laughs) She also told me, I don't know if you heard this one, that the new chancellor, that uh, Chancellor Todd Shields is going to do a bench press competition. Okay. I don't know if that's true. Oh, wow. Hey, we've got some fun surprises in store. (laughs) Sometimes Don's stories kind of stretch a little bit. Brandon, or your your stretch. (laughs) No, Coach Butch Jones, A-State football is going to be represented. It is a giant pep rally that everybody is involved. To, and it happens again tomorrow at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Four until six is the scheduled time. We'll be there before and we'll probably hang out late. But, uh, Aaron, I know it's a lot of work to put events like this together, especially when you're working for your real job as well. So uh, thanks for chatting with us and we will see you tomorrow. Yes, we will see you then. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning by Cindy Campos, who is the president of the Student Activities Board at Arkansas State University. Uh, Cindy, good morning. How's it going? Good morning. It's going great. You have a big class day today, or is this a, a no class day for you? Um, I've got two, but they're kind of short, so nothing crazy. So it's kind of a big week when we think about Arkansas State football. The first home game happens on Saturday, and as we look forward to that, uh, and I've said this probably ever since I've seen Order of the Pack, and I've hosted it for so many years now. Cindy, this is one of my absolute favorite events to do of the entire year, Order of the Pack. The energy is insane, and uh, I'm sure you're excited about this event. Yes, absolutely. And like you said, we've done it for a long time. This year is actually the 25th annual Order of the Pack, so it's really big. 
So uh, I've kind of heard some stuff, and I wanted to to verify this with you this morning. That's why I wanted to have you on with this. Uh, you know, obviously, Order of the Pack is fun. It's exciting. It's loud. It's incredible. We get people ready uh, for Arkansas State football. We get ready for game day. For the freshmen, they get to see what the game day experience is going to be like and the things, how they can interact uh, with the team and kind of cheer on the team. Uh, but it seems like you guys are are even more creative this year with Order of the Pack, always trying to innovate and do some fresh new things. Am I right? Yes, always. So let's talk about what Order of the Pack has become, obviously. Uh, it's this big pep rally for Arkansas State students, but it's also open to the general public as well. Uh, I know my, my wife uh, and my son got to come last year. Kelly and her son got to come last year. Uh, and it was it's just such a fun event to be a part of. So let's talk about what it's going to look like uh, tomorrow night. What time does Order of the Pack actually uh, officially begin? The Order of the Pack prep rally starts at 7.30. Our gates are going to open at 7 o'clock. So, Cindy, have you been there for Order of the Pack uh, before you were the president of SAB? Have you been there as one of those people that's outside of the stadium and all of a sudden the gates open and you run in? Um, so... I'm a junior this year, so I've only gotten to experience one other order of the pack, which was last year, and I was on SAV. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't get to stand behind the gate, but I was our marketing director, so I had to take a picture of everybody coming in when the gate opened. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's the same energy. No, yeah, it's crazy because uh, it's an energy that's hard to explain unless you can witness it. Because once people get in there, you know, there's a spirit award that goes out, and we want to see which uh, fraternity, sorority, or organization is going to have the best spirit. So literally, Cindy, people get in the gates at seven and they start screaming at seven and they don't stop. <laughs> yes, absolutely. There are people who will wake up the next day with absolutely no voice because of it. So for people who haven't been to Order of the Pack, uh, how would you describe it to somebody who's never been a part of it? I mean, honestly, it's it's just a big pep rally. The energy carries itself. People could just show up, and because of everybody else's energy, they'll fit right in, they'll jump right in, um, and know exactly what to do, what to say. Um, there isn't going to be a time where it feels awkward or there's any downtime. Yeah. Um, it's upbeat, high-paced the whole time. Well, I think that's the thing that we've really looked at as we've kind of evolved with that is, uh, you know, we know that, hey, students want to get in, they want to have a lot of fun, and then they want to get out. So we want to be there to, to make it a, a fun, short little program. I would assume that, you know, you're going to have a bunch of guest speakers as you kind of lay out the format of the evening, right? Yes. Um, we've got um, all of our, we've got our coach, our athletic director, um, and then our new chancellor as well. So again, this is Order of the Pack, the 25th annual Order of the Pack, which happens tomorrow. Again, it's open to the public, uh, but there's awards that go out, Cindy, where students and organizations have the chance to win. So let's talk through uh, the awards that are going to be given out tomorrow night. Yes. So we've got our Golden Wolf that we give out every year, which is just kind of the overall organizations that show the most spirit. But then we've got four um plaques that we give out so they've got fun names but i'll explain them so we've got red carpet red wolves which is our best dressed organization okay we've got the bob ross award which is best signed. <laughs> i love that we've got rowdiest red wolves which is our loudest organization yeah and then our house party which is our best resident hall 
So again, this is uh, tomorrow night. There's no admission fee. It is essentially the kickoff of football season for Arkansas State students. And again, Cindy, for a lot of freshmen, they're going to come in here with eyes wide open trying to figure out what this is supposed to be like. Uh, and I think for them, we're going to blow them away. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's something that they, like you said, they're just not going to know until they show up because it's hard to explain until you experience it. So are you going to have the opportunity to take the microphone and speak in front of your peers out there? Um, I believe that's actually going to be our athletic engagement director. That'll be Tyler Guthrie, um, but the board will get to introduce themselves. Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun tomorrow night. There's actually going to be um, uh, a tailgate for students prior to that, too. Uh, what time is that tailgate? Let's say there's a student who wants to come to that, and they're on their way to class this morning. What time is the tailgate? Um, the tailgate starts at 530, and that's going to be at the pavilion on campus. All right. It's order of the pack, and it happens tomorrow. And, Cindy, we'll see you out there, okay? All righty. See you tomorrow. Hey, thanks for chatting with us. It's Cindy Campos from the A-State Student Activities Board. Tomorrow's order of the pack starts at 7.30. Gates open at 7. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare, back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Doc, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Uh, it's great. Great day. Great day starting out. Me too. We're having a good day. And hey, it's A-State football week. So, uh, you know, we're set to kind of do a lot of stuff with A-State football. We'd like to invite you to come and uh, join us tomorrow. We're going to be live at the Embassy Suites. They're doing the uh, Back the Pack rally. It's going to be a fun thing for the community. And you should bring your crew out there. That sounds awesome. We'll try to be there. That sounds great. So we always come to Kevin and say, teach us about our pets, right? Uh, I want to tell him what I told Murphy. So I was talking to Murphy Lee, what the hook going to be. Uh-oh, I don't need no Murph and hook on this beat. He's my Cavapoo. He was talking to his dog, Kevin. So he was laying on the couch yesterday morning and he was looking all cute. And I went over and I rubbed him on the head and rubbed his little belly. And I gave him a kiss on the nose. And then I said to him, the words came out of my mouth at like five o'clock in the morning. I said to Murphy, I hope you have a good day, buddy. <laughs> Do you think he has any clue what I'm talking about? Now, he doesn't kiss his wife goodbye, but he does kiss his dog, <laughs> Dr. Reed. Do you think Murphy hey, Lee knows you know, what he's saying? I, I, I hate to admit this, but and when I left this morning, my two dogs, we got a little sofa kind of our sitting area in the kitchen and yep. another little easy chair. And my dogs, one of them lays on the sofa, one of them lays on the chair. And they're laying there, and I, I I rub both on the head and say, you guys have a good day. We'll see you in about four hours. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that's a good pet owner right there. Hey, so I took Murphy outside into the backyard, and I couldn't see him for a second. You know, we have the fence and all that. So he's out there roaming. I walk outside, and he just stops and looks at me, and he stared me down. I believe he was preparing to do his business, but he didn't want me to be outside. Is that something that a dog might actually consciously think of? Mm-hmm. You know, I think some dogs are a little self-conscious about that. Uh, you know, my I let my dogs out, and they always go, uh, one of them always goes to kind of the back part of the yard, like where I can't can't see her. And, you know, I think they just like the privacy. 
Let me tell you why Brandon's dogs are self-conscious. Conscious. Because every time they try to go to the bathroom, you or your wife will take a picture and no, send it to each other. No, no. That's no. And, and no, because they think it's no. funny. That's and they disgusting. know that. And they're like, that's disgusting. if I go, am I going to get a picture taken of no, me? No, that's not what they're thinking. Brandon, okay, they're pretty on. smart. Kevin, do you are you hiring next door? She's looking for work. <laughs> yeah, we've got a kennel position open. Okay, all right. Can you take her? I'll pay you. <laughs> hey, we always turn to you and say, "Hey, educate us on something with our pets." What can you teach us today? A teachable moment. You know, this is kind of you know. I think we've talked about it a long time ago, but one of the common, you know, of course, animals get cancer, and they pretty much get the same kind of cancer that people do, and just about. You know, almost every possible cancer a person can have, a dog can too, So, and a cat. Uh, but one thing that's very common is uh, mammary tumors, and probably more so in dogs than cats. But, um, you know, we know that unspayed female dogs are at risk of the mammary or breast, breast cancer, basically. And uh, when they do get it, uh, there's a 50, about a 50-50 chance that the versus it's, whether it's cancerous or benign and you know one of the important things that we've stressed pretty much since the beginning of time is the importance of spaying a female dog because these mammary tumors develop because of spikes in the female hormone estrogens that occur during the dog's heat cycle and you know dogs come in heat basically twice a year and one of the facts that comes out of this is if you spay a dog at six months of age or before basically the first heat cycle, it pretty much eliminates the risk of getting mammary tumors. Oh, wow. Dropped it down to about 0.5, you know, a half percent. And this is what's interesting. Once a dog goes through its first heat cycle, that risk increases to 8%. And after the second heat cycle, the risk goes up to about 26%. So basically, even if you spay a dog after it's two years old, uh, there's not that protective um, influence of, of spaying as far as getting mammary tumors. Um, and so we know that over 25% of non-spayed female dogs will develop mammary tumors. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's pretty significant, one out of four, uh, to develop a mammary tumor if they're not spayed or if they're spayed after two years of age. And... Um, being overweight or if they receive hormones uh, for other reasons like urinary issues, uh, that can further increase that risk. So, you know, that's a, a pretty uh, pretty good argument for early spaying in, in female dogs. And, um, you know, basically these mammary tumors, dogs have five pairs of mammary glands. So, you know, it basically starts out as a small lump or nodule in the breast breast tissue area and um you know anytime if you detect that in your in your female dog you know it ought to be pretty much examined immediately uh because uh, like with any uh tumor or cancer uh early detection and treatment is the key you know to, to a successful outcome and you know there's like i said there's a 50 percent chance it might be benign but it still needs to be removed and examined uh, we know that the malignant breast tumors can metastasize to the lungs at, at some stage. And so we usually recommend uh, chest radiographs, you know, prior to doing um, mammary tumor removal. 
And, uh, you know, fortunately, a lot of these just uh, complete excision can be achieved and, and that can prevent recurrence and, or, or even metastasis to the lungs. And, uh, you know, I see it pretty much every month. I see a dog with some kind of breast, breast tissue mass. And so it is very common. Uh, you know, Spain or, or Spain, it, uh, even after two years of age, even though it may not decrease the incidence of breast tumors, it will decrease the incidence of possibly a reproductive tract infection that we see commonly in older unspayed female dogs also. So, you know, uh, stand, get on top of my soapbox again for, for spaying your pet. And, uh, and, and plus the benefit of reducing overpopulation. You know, there's a lot of uh, puppies out there. And, uh, you know, we see a lot of unwanted, uh, unplanned pregnancies in dogs. And, uh, you know, some of these dogs that have 8 to 10 or more puppies you know, that just kind of uh, overwhelms the population over time. So uh, it's very important. Uh, but the, the take-home take message is if you feel a lump in the breast tissue on your pet, you know, have it examined immediately. And uh, that's another uh, good reason to have your pet examined once a year at the minimum and older dogs maybe even twice a year uh, just because early diagnosis is the key. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed from VetCare. You can find out more at vet-care.com and on Facebook when you search VetCare Jonesboro. Dr. Kevin Reed, Wet Nose Wednesday. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again next week. Hey, have a great week. Go Red Wolves. There you go. Wolves up. It's the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. You know, it's always fun to bring somebody in who is kind of new to people and new to the area Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out the world of, like, media in Northeast Arkansas. And then they're stuck in a room with us. Well, you like it because you like to fill them full of lies before they go to talk to anyone else. Tell them how important we uh-huh. are and all that stuff, right. all that made up stuff. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest joining us this morning. She is the new face of KJNB, Fox and CBS television. Uh, but Thanya Beret Harrison joins us this morning. Good morning. I'm so happy to be here. Good morning. Uh, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. You're trying to navigate the waters of media in Northeast Arkansas now. I am. I'm so excited. I'm new to Arkansas, but super thrilled. So you've heard a lot of great things about me at this point, I'm sure. I really have, though. Okay. (laughs) I paid her to say that. No, I paid her to say that. I have. And then I, of course, listened to your podcast Mm -hmm. nonstop and obsessed with both of you. So, yay. So we're excited to have you in because uh, I got an email the other day from our friend Kelly Lindzen, who's the GM of KJMB. And she said, hey, we have somebody new that I think you're going to like. And maybe you want to, you know, have her on the show and and you guys kind of meet and, you know, because we're all going to kind of run in the same circles. So I'm like, well, much like you did for us, you tried to kind of go and find out the podcast. If we looked at our search history, we kind of searched for you for a second. We did. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. No, but so at, you know, I'm looking through all this different stuff, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, you were fluent in speaking multiple different languages. Yeah, and I think Kelly, when she emailed you, she may have exaggerated, but uh, so uh, <laughs> Spanish was Spanish is my first language, yep. and of course, hopefully I'm fluent in English, but um, 
not, I wouldn't say fluent, but uh, well-versed in yeah. Italian, French, and German. And wow. I can, I can, so reading it, I can read it really like perfectly, right. but, um, but you know, the language, if you put me in like man. Germany, meh. You might not be able to pull it off all the way. Yeah. And it, it just takes things, me a while. Yeah. yeah. So, and I did go to, so when, when I went to Germany, I got really well. So by the time I left, I could go into a grocery store and just like speak. But then you lose it. Of course, if you don't, you know, if you're not around it, you're going to lose it. So but you, immediately, do you feel a little bit not educated at all? I feel all? like an idiot. <laughs> right. Because uh, here I am. I speak Southern. I don't even but know if I speak I English. Don't, <laughs> I don't know a lot of the things you know. Like, you know so much about country music and, you know, all uh, I don't know, sports, maybe More dogs. On, well, not I know about dogs. dogs. Yes, yes you love lot. your dog. No, yeah. well, um, I have to I have to introduce you to my Cavapoo, Murphy Aww. Lee. I have two other dogs, okay. but Murphy Lee's my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very sad. I have one kid, he's also my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh no, so talk about, yeah. you know, you grew up and you grew up in a Spanish speaking household? Correct. Yes. Where did you grow up? Yeah, so well, I was born in Mexico. My parents and I we uh, moved to New Mexico when I was pretty young. Right. Um and but of course, like because you know, you're in a Spanish speaking household the culture is still we only speak spanish and the culture is still very from mexico so um so that's yeah that's how i grew up is that what you asked no yeah but at what point did you think hey i need to learn different languages okay well um so with english it's so funny because i realized i was starting kindergarten and i told my mom i don't know english i need to watch Sesame Street and Barney and, and of course we only had like PBS on our right, TV sure. right. so um, so that's what I watched so I learned English with PBS with uh, Sesame Street and Barney and I knew all the Barney songs of course and then um, and I guess with the other languages it was uh, not until college when I right. really started uh, 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 pursuing opera that of course you have to take uh, a year of every language I didn't know that and mm, yes and the most amazing thing that I learned in college, I took a class called, it was diction, where you learn the international phonetic alphabet. So you learn how to pronounce. So you learn how to read the internet. You know what? When you look up in a dictionary or on Wikipedia and it has that weird pronunciation of a right, word, yeah. that's IPA, which is international phonetic alphabet. And if you learn how to read that, you can pronounce any language. Really? Yes. Hmm. So there's a trick. There's a trick. And so that's why I can read any language because I know the rules. Excuse me. I know the rules of the language. So I think that that's what really helped me. You mentioned yeah. opera. So you, you were an opera singer too. Yes. So that's how I, that's, um, I did that for 10 years. I mean, I studied wow. opera. I got my undergrad, my master's, and then I did doctoral studies at uh, University of Memphis. And um, then I sang with Opera Memphis. And so that, that was basically my bread and butter for 10 years. She's making me sound like an idiot. Yeah. So you're hyper qualified to be on television. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, it's so funny how it really does relate because in opera, you know, you, you learn how to act, you learn how to um, just be in front of people, obviously and performing. So it kind of comes, you know, with the trade and, and it's easy to be on TV, I I think. Yeah. Hopefully. So when did that all of a sudden become a thing for you? Like, cause obviously if you're doing opera and you've done all this stuff and you've moved around the country and you've traveled all of a sudden you just wake up one day and say, Hey, I think I want to be on TV now. So funny. Okay. So I moved to Jonesboro. My husband and I moved to Jonesboro. We both moved to Jonesboro. That's a long story because we both had jobs here. I was teaching at a state previously. And, um, so, uh, I don't know how I ended up meeting Kelly at KJNB and Sierra, but I, they, um, so we realized that there is no local Spanish news for, for the people of Jonesboro. There's right. nothing local. Of course they can, you know, watch Univision and Telemundo and, and get their news that way, but there's nothing local. Right. And Kelly wanted to start that and, 
here we are, Northeast Arkansas News en Español. That's Yay. cool, though. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, you're just on television. All of a sudden, yeah. And you're in front of a camera, which is a totally different <laughs> skill set because you have to basically uh, be immersed right through that lens. Right. Like, what were those first experiences like when, like, here we go in five, four, three, two, one? Well, it is pre recorded. So that really helped me yeah. because, of course, I didn't want to do like something live and screw it up. But um, honestly, it was a really easy because you're just reading a script. Right. And um, so you translate it and then you just read it. And so that that was easy. I think what's going to be um, really interesting for me is my new show, This Is Home and the community calendar. So I'm really looking forward to that. And yeah. learning. Yeah. So again, Bethania is here with us this morning, and she is the new face of KJB Fox and CBS. And she mentioned uh, this is home today. She mentioned the community calendar. Uh, all of a sudden, you're going to have to start dealing with people from all around the area, and people are going to be calling and uh, emailing saying, hey, we have an event coming up, and we have all this different stuff. How exciting is that for you? I'm super thrilled. I'm excited to meet everyone. I'm excited to showcase people, you know, from within the community that, that I think, you know, that we don't know about and people that we do know about in mm-hmm. events. I want to learn about the events. So sure. I'm excited. So uh, I heard through the grapevine that you were kind of put in a position to have to go interview the head football coach of Arkansas State, <laughs> our buddy coach Butch Jones, with very little notice. Correct. How did that turn out for you? It went well, surprisingly. Um, I think, I mean, I feel like uh, my interview went really well. Uh, we did have a little bit of small talk earlier, and yeah. I may have, you know, screwed the pooch a little bit. But I <laughs> What mean, happened? Well... <laughs> What did so, you do? So we were having small talk. He, he was asking me these questions. Very nice. Super nice. And then he asked me, I think something like, where'd you go to school or where? I don't know. And I, so I mentioned the University of Arizona. And of course, he was like, oh, were you there when uh, blah, 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 blah was there? And of course, I'm nervous. And I should have I should have been like, I was buried in my books. I, I right, don't know. Yeah. Uh, but of course, I didn't. And I, I looked at him and I was like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> And and he was just like, yeah, that's that was the coach there. Now, of course, that was the coach there. So yeah, he then he realized I did not know anything about the sports ball. <laughs> so, so, but then you're in there interviewing the coach about sports, right? But I had great questions. I was ready. I mean, I was prepared. That's all, you know. She was. She just wasn't ready for the small talk. It was yeah. like a nobody's gonna know kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like the TikTok thing, or is yeah. that is that a TikTok? Thing? I don't know. I no one would have nobody's known had know. he not asked me that right so just you need to do what we do and just hold people off and just bring them in and interview them live so yeah no you you don't get to hang out with this we're just going to talk to you boom just like that that's true but i mean i really didn't want to meet him and he's such a nice Mm -hmm. person no he's awesome a state football kicks off this weekend it does grambling state yeah and Mm -hmm. there's so many things that that uh, as as you're kind of getting acclimated to the area i want to invite you out to be a part of uh, the event that we're doing tomorrow which is the back to pack rally Uh, the jonesboro regional chamber of commerce does a great job putting this together Uh, and i think you'd love to meet the people i think they'd love to meet you as well i would love that so, uh, again, KJMB, Fox and CBS, this is home today and the community calendar. Uh, but Tanya is going to be the person who's kind of uh, the new face of that. Uh, Sierra Wagner, who's been a friend of ours since the first day we met her. I love her. Um, she did a great job in, in growing that and developing the program. So here we are. We're going to take it in uh, a new direction with a new vision. Uh, another thing that, that we realized about Bethania as we were talking to her is that she is much like us and <laughs> that she enjoys food. I love food more than a lot of things. So we're trying to kind of uh, work on this deal together where we're going to position us going around and just eating. That's the whole idea yeah. behind this, right? I mean, 
Honestly, like my I, what is my life right now? Yes, <laughs> sounds good. We, you can do news and community and all that stuff, but as long as we can develop something where we can go around and taste Eat. all these these local restaurants, Ooh. their special foods and stuff like that, I would love that. I want to be Guy Fieri. Same. No, I, you can't be Guy Fieri if oh, I want to well, be okay, Guy Fieri. Be a fine. I mean, fine. It doesn't matter as long as I get to eat, go to food trucks, you yeah. know, and the big thing, I think that for me, I'm also a snob when it comes to like the pronunciations of oh, no. certain foods. Oh, so yeah. I can be that snob. You okay. don't have to be that snob. I'll that just snob. pick on you. Okay. Perfect. So, so let's like take What food do you, what do you like to pronounce? <laughs> oh God. Oh here, write don't something down and let spot. me try to write something down oh. that I might pronounce wrong. Oh, oh, oh please. Okay. Oh, please. Just from the, off the top of my head. She's going to write something. And listen, I'm not even going to choose a Mexican one, but off the top of my head. No, I love Mexican food. Well, same. Okay. But I mean, I can pick this so is many. Is this a good one? Am I going to screw it up? Yep. Okay. It's right here on the bottom. Okay. Let's go. Don't look. Go. Oh, don't I don't even know it. what. Ganucci. Go. Oh my gosh. Gnucci. This is going to be the, we need to have a show about this. Uh-huh. Is it Ganucci? It's not Ganucci. What is it? Gnocchi. Oh. What? Gnocchi. It's Italian. Gnocchi? Gnocchi. Gnocchi. Have you never had it? See, are you a real There's going to be a new segment. Oh, are you? Oh, see, this is... There's no, a new this, segment. It's called, this. it's called Pronounce pronounce with Brandon. Ganucci. Oh, okay, I'll give you an easy one. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know that I like this game very much. I love this I know, game. You're easy. Trying, this is what you always do to me. One. Here's the next one. Oh. Oh, this is good. Croissant. Okay. That's Did I get closer. it? That's close. How do you say it? So, first of all, t- the T is silent. Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it yes, is. Yes, it is. It's French. Croissant? Croix. Crawl. Croissant. Croissant. But if I walked in, but of course, of course, it's Starbucks. I'm going to say it. Can I have the croissant? Okay, yeah, so you're going to be that. like, who's of course, this girl? I have to be. You, yeah, you Americanize it. But, croissant. But you have to know the if you're a foodie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now she's calling me out. I told I told your GM we were going to be nice to you. <laughs> she didn't tell you to be nice to me. <laughs> I mean, true. <laughs> Uh, so again, Bethania Beret-Harrison joins us this morning, the new face of KJMB, Fox, and CBS. Uh, let's see here. I had a couple other notes. Tell me about your husband. What does he do? So my husband, Evan, he is a buyer for E.C. Barton and Company. So he uh, he's from Tennessee. Yeah. And most of his family is – so his parents grew up in Jonesboro. And oh, most of his family uh, still lives here. So, yeah, we're we're excited to be here. How long have you guys been together? We've been married five years now. All right. We have a son, two-year-old. Oh, what's his name? Mylan. Oh, that's pretty. All right. So at the end of every time we have a new guest in, we like to do a game of five questions. I don't want to make you nervous, even though you just tried to make me look stupid on my own show. Oh, no. She'll love my questions. That's okay. You can pick on me. Okay. Kelly, it's five questions with Bethania. What do we have? First major concert you ever attended. An opera. Okay. I've never been. Okay. Uh, so it's a goal of mine to actually go to like a famous person, like pop culture concert. We're going to hook been? you up. Never. <laughs> Are you serious? Never. I'm obsessed. So I'm obsessed with like uh, like uh, this Colombian reggaeton artist Maluma and Bad Bunny. Like I'm obsessed with them. I've Bad always Bunny. wanted to go to their concerts, but I also love country music. Okay. I also love pop music. I want to go to something. You realize we're a great hookup for going to That's things. That's what I was really? about to say. Yeah. Yeah. Can you right. hook me up? Well, we can hook you up. We'll I figure, would love that. We'll figure out what you like. Okay, so. All right. What, uh, what movie, if a movie was made about your life, what genre would it be? Genre? Hopefully, um, ooh, hopefully like a thriller. Ooh, oh, I like it. Last show you <laughs> I binged. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I didn't either. Last show you binged. Binged? Um, binged. The, gosh, never have I ever. It's pretty lame. My husband made fun of me Got for it. binging it. Okay. It's like a high school, like Indian girl show. 
Okay. It's on Netflix. It's great. I, I know what you're talking about. And you have five thousand dollars to spend at your favorite store. <gasps> Where are you going? Aritzia. What have is that? you heard of it? No. Okay, so it's like a, it's just clothing. It's fine. Do you realize she's educating yes. us today? <laughs> she's going to stay, and I have more questions. No, no, no. And the last question: Your first celebrity crush? Oh, okay. Ooh. Um. Okay, who played Simba in The Lion King? The the young one. Oh, I know the voice, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <gasps> That's it. The kid from, from Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. No, literally, when the li- <laughs> like when the lion was like, you know, they're going Akuna Matata, and then he turns around with that hair and he goes, "It means no worries." I was like, "Whose Who voice is, is that?" that? And you f- you fell for him because of his. And voice. then I started watching the the show, oh, the, the Home Improvement. Yeah. Yep, JTT. He was on the cover of all those uh, young girl magazines at one point. He was cute. So I believe you've passed our test. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So it's nice to meet you. Thank you. Uh, great to meet you guys. Love to hang out I would, with you more. I would and, love to just do this all day. I'm all mad. I mean, what a great job you two have. Yeah, it's not that bad of a job. <laughs> <laughs> so again, she's the new face of KJMB Fox and CBS, Bethania Beret Harrison. You can find out more if you go to any of their social medias. Uh, you can find out more about her and her family and all that stuff. And uh, it's been nice to meet you and hang out with you today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. This is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families, Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Johnny Ross from Peak Fighting. Johnny, what's happening this morning, man? Man, not much. Just, you know, hanging out at the office, getting ready for the fight September 10th. So we're excited, and kind of let me give the background on how you and I met. Um, I was talking to my friends at the embassy, and Candy Baker and Craig Pomerinke were like, hey, we're going to do some MMA fights at the embassy on September the 10th on a Saturday night. What do you think? And I'm like, like Johnny, it's been 15, 16 years since there's been any type of mixed martial arts fights in Northeast Arkansas. So I went to meet Johnny at the embassy when they were doing their their venue walkthrough. Uh, and man, I'm just going to tell you, your energy, the fact that you guys are playing big, that has me excited about peak fighting on the 10th. Uh, for people who haven't checked out peak fighting yet, how would you how would you explain and describe your style of MMA? Yes, so um, our biggest thing is trying to get people to understand how high-level the fighters are and where they're coming from. And it's not just local guys fighting. Um, actually, you guys have a very talented kid in Jonesboro that is fighting. Right. Dylan Weinmiller, who, you know, trains with a bunch of top level guys. But um, we got guys from Brazil fighting. We actually have a girl in a 115 uh, amateur title fight, which she can still fight as an amateur because she's a judo bronze medalist in the Olympics oh, from wow. Mongolia. Oh, wow. And she's going to be here on the 10th? Yes, sir. Yeah, she's fighting uh, a girl out of Texas, Amber Terrell, who's just been on a tear destroying people. So it's exciting to see. It should be a good fight. So for a night of fights like this, again, it's going to be at the Embassy Suites on Saturday, September the 10th. Uh, How many fights are going to be happening inside that gigantic cage? So we we scheduled 12 fights minimum. So with uh, injuries and kind of like COVID ramped up a little bit, yep. you know, if they test positive for COVID or have any other issues, we'll pull them from the card. So I would say anywhere from eight to 12 fights. Wow. Be safe. 
So when we were talking, we were doing the walkthrough and I'm standing there talking to Johnny. I'm like, so what's it going to look like? You know, cause for me, I'm a visual guy. I, I think about what I see on, uh, on television and stuff like that and on pay-per-view and, and Johnny pulls up some photos and man, you guys, when you roll in, uh, you know, I've done wrestling events all over the country. And sometimes, you know, if it's a television production, you have the big lighting grids, you guys roll into every event. Like it's a television production. Yes, sir. Yeah, we have pay-per-view, obviously, every show, so it can't change no matter where we're at. So we were, I think the uh, lighting production, they fly rigging Wednesday, this, or get, no, next Wednesday, yeah. they fly rigging, and then the cage will come in Thursday, be set up Thursday, and then uh, we have, obviously, press conference and weigh-ins Friday afternoon. And then we fight Saturday night, and it's it's a big, like you said, it's big production. UFC people will be there, you know, stuff like that. Actually, the guy who's supposed to headline that fight uh, fights September 13th on Dana White's Contender Series. Oh, see, that's neat. So the idea behind this is walk me through, like, the career of a mixed martial arts fighter. At some point, somebody's like, hey, I want to do, uh, probably starts off in some type of, a, you know, one martial art. And then they realize they're pretty good at that. And they start to advance and learn more. And then they go jujitsu and they, they practice, um, you know, boxing and all that different stuff. But, but in the journey to somebody wanting to be a UFC fighter, they got to get their foot in the door. And you guys are a heck of a step getting closer to the UFC. Yes, sir. So like, usually they'll go do like, you know, they'll obviously spar locally and then they might do something called a smoker where they'll, they'll do some uh, fights in, in gyms and stuff. And then they'll go to a little bit of a smaller promotion. Usually, unless they're out of a, a, a big, well-known gym, then we'll, we'll touch a debut, obviously like Olympian, We'll we'll put on the card at a debut, but other than that, we usually go after people with more fights and stuff okay. like that. Unless unless we can fit them on the card and give them a chance to see what if we have high expectations, we'll put them on. But it's a long road for these guys and girls. But it everyone has that goal of going to the UFC. So and we like you said, we're we give them a shot to go there. It's just up to them whether they want to do it or not. Well, I think that's the thing that's so cool about peak fighting is when I was going through all of your your digital stuff, your social media and stuff like that, uh, the presentation is strong. So when you want to to land a you know maybe a fight in the UFC to see if you can make it there, uh, you know when you're coming from an organization like Peak Fighting and you see the lighting and you see the production. I guarantee you that stands out for these people who are looking for new talent. So for these people who want to fight for you, I'm sure that the visual of what you present is very important to them uh, for their demo tapes and reels. Yeah, it's huge. You know, the I hate to keep saying it, but like UFC, it helps them, especially with Dana White Contender Series and stuff like that. They have good content to use and stuff yeah. like that. It also is good for the fighters, man, because it gives them a chance to – kind of feel the pressure of the lights and the in the production and all that before they actually go to the big show and and then they might it, it could it can do one of two things it can help you or it can hurt you i've seen it i've seen it crumble people in the back before you know <laughs> 
No, because if – and again, go and check out peakfighting.com or you can go through Peak Fighting on any of the social media and you'll see the visual of what they present. I mean, this is mixed martial arts fighting inside the gigantic 30-foot cage. And the great thing about the way you guys are going to dress the room, because we talked about that when we were at the Embassy Suites, their grand ballroom is remarkable. Like you could have you know wedding ceremonies in that room. But, man, when you turn the lights off and you hang the lighting grid, it feels like an arena environment inside the embassy. Yeah, it's it's awesome, man. It's it's really cool. You know, they'll have lights going up the walls around the out, outer walls. They have uh, a bunch of stuff. And man, the great thing about fighting in uh, a venue that size, you know, as opposed to a big coliseum. Yep. Big coliseum's cool. We sell a lot of tickets, but everyone's seat is a good seat in that house. You can see from anywhere in that uh, convention center in Jonesboro. So let's talk through tickets. I know that when tickets went on sale, they started off hot. And obviously, uh, you know, as we get closer to the event, they're going to continue to to sell really well. But there still are a limited number of tickets. If people want to get them, what's the best way for them to grab their tickets? Because I know they got to get them fast. Yeah, if they go on peakfighting.com, they can uh, select TFC 23 and they will uh, go on there, get their ticket. The great thing is they don't have to wait in line. Uh, they just scan them in, wristband them if they're in the VIP bar or wherever they're seating at, and they just go in. So it's it's a lot quicker process because sometimes the line backs up and the fights don't stop. You know. Yeah. They, well, and I think what you mentioned, you mentioned something that was kind of neat there too, because you have different levels of tickets. Obviously, you have the the general ticket that you know you can buy, uh, but there's other there's other levels too, as far as VIP, and there's some that come attached. When you think about the embassy suites, attention members and guests, you think that they have the full uh, beverage experience there as well. And you guys have options, uh, really, depending on where you want to sit and and how big your your group is, right? Yeah, we have. I think we have some tables. Left in the VIP section, last I was told, and then we have some on the other side. Not many uh, tables left, a couple four tops and maybe a couple six tops, but then we also have the front row, uh, some front row seating left, and then second, third row. I mean, you can't go wrong anywhere in that building. So, yeah, the, the tickets obviously go from highest to lowest as you sit further from the cage. So again, it's peak fighting. It's going to be happening on Saturday, September the 10th at the Embassy Suites, Red Wolf Convention Center in the Grand Ballroom, the lights, the 30-foot cage, and 8, 10, 12 mixed martial arts fights for the first time in Jonesboro in 15 or 16 years. And Johnny, we're excited about it. Again, peakfighting.com or search peak fighting on social media. And dude, we'll see you in a couple weeks, okay? Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Have a great morning, man. All right. You too. Thanks, guys. Yep. Johnny Ross joins us this morning from Peak Fighting on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Uh, You can check out the podcast today. So many great guests. Uh, We had the chance to meet the new face of KJNB Fox in CBS. And she got some bonus points with us. Number one, because Uh, she likes to eat. (laughs) She liked to make fun of me. Did you realize that she got more comfortable? She started firing at me for some reason. You know what? It's really easy to do that when someone's in the room with you. And I would like to now say she is my new best friend. Of course she is. Mm -hmm. So that'll be her last time we ever talk to her. (laughs) But Thanya Beret Harrison is done. Right. Uh, But anyway, she's on the podcast. You guys can meet her. I think you'll like her. Uh, I don't really like her that much, but uh-huh, I think you guys right. Will. So uh, check it out. It's Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly, available wherever you get podcasts.
Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? America's America's Got Talent is on. The one-hour special of CMT Storytellers with Darius Rucker. Ooh, cool. On CMT. And the third episode of America's National Parks hits National Geographic. And all five episodes are out today on Disney+. Plus. Garth Brooks is the narrator. Hope you guys have a great day. And we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.